0: So a couple things kind of struck us. The, the first was what organizations are trying to do with their event program. And first, organizations were looking for revenue growth. Organizations were looking to get back in front of their customers, kind of give those customers a bear hug that they haven't seen probably in person in a long time. And they were looking to accelerate digital transformation. One of the things that was that was interesting about this is the people that responded said, our event programs are helping us do this.
1: Great events create great brands. And it takes a village to put on an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences to your brand. And we're that village. I'm Alyssa. I'm Paulina. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all people interested in events and marketing. Hello everyone. What has been going on in this wide, wide world of events? My name is Alyssa and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am joined by our VP of product marketing, Mike Dietrich today to chat a little bit about some industry trends and some findings that we were able to capture here at Cvent based off of a a recent study that we did. It was conducted with one of our Primary Research Partners, Forrester Consulting. So with that, welcome, Mike, to the podcast.
0: Thanks, Alyssa. It's great to be here. I've been following this podcast for a while now. You guys are killing it. Thanks for having me on.
1: Have you been on before? I had this thought this morning as I was getting ready. I was like, has Mike been on?
0: I may. I may. We have to get in the Wayback Machine. I may have been in one of the first podcasts three or four years ago. But it's great to be back. Great to be back!
1: Awesome. I'm super excited to talk about some of this stuff. So Mike actually was my former boss at c I feel like I've had multiple former bosses on the podcast. So I think you guys are getting a understanding of me as an employee here at c But Mike, tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do at c a little bit more about the product, fun- product marketing function, and then how this, this survey came to be.
0: Sure. So... Mike Dietrich. I'm the vice president of product marketing here at Cvent. I've been at Cvent, Alyssa, now about eight years. And yep, a lot of those were with you. And, been, and prior to that, kind of a lifetime spent in subscription-based, SaaS-based tech businesses, right? And But one of the things that, one of the favorite parts of my job on, on the marketing side is just keeping your eyes and ears super open to what is happening in the marketplace. I mean, we Our marketing department sits on the seventh floor of Cvent, and one of my favorite saying is, "There's no unique wisdom on the seventh floor, right? You have to get out into the into the world and into the market and hear what is happening, and talk to customers." And so, listen, that's kind of what what prompted this study.
1: Interesting. All right. So I think that's a good segue to um, you know, what we're attempting to do with this particular episode is translate some of those findings, some of that research to recommendations that you as an individual might think about as you're trying to evolve your own programs, trying to tap into some of that unique wisdom that exists out in the market. So can you tell me a little bit more about this study, Mike? When was it conducted? What was the actual purpose of it? Obviously, we kind of just covered that briefly here, but what were we hoping to glean from this information? And who, who was it that was surveyed? Because we do have a pretty vast set of customers at this event.
0: Yeah. So, so, Alyssa, uh, this is how this this started, right? So it, as we were coming to the end of 2022, it kind of okay. struck us that, okay, Omicron was behind us. And as we were all looking to 2023 and 2024, this, this may be the, one of the first years we'd had in a while where we could build the event programs we wanted to, build, right? Where Virtual as a have to wasn't there anymore. We had this new toolkit of in-person and virtual and hybrid. And, And how were customers kind of putting Humpty back together again when they had all of these formats at their disposal? So we wanted to go out to the market. How were people thinking about the event programs? How were they structuring them? And then why were they structured in that way? So we went out. Globally, Alyssa, we went out to, to well over 500 meeting and event professionals. And so that I mean, I mean, event planners, I mean, marketers. And we did this across the globe in associations, nonprofits, tech companies, in, in companies of all kinds of revenue, just to get a sense of how they were doing this and why they were doing it that way.
1: Very nice. So pretty broad, pretty open-ended, yeah. but just really about the kind of changing landscape of events, if you will. Okay. So what were some of those key findings? We'll, we'll kind of just cut to the chase for the listeners today. So you don't have to go and read the whole study if you don't want to. You can just listen to Mike and I chat about it. What were some of those key insight, key findings that we were able to glean from it?
0: So a couple of things, a couple of things kind of struck us. The, the first was what organizations are trying to do with the event program. And and a couple of things really kind of came to the fore. First, organizations were looking for revenue growth. Organizations were looking get back in front of their customers, kind of give those customers a bear hug that they haven't seen probably in person in a long time. And they were looking to accelerate digital transformation. And one of the things that was was interesting about this is we asked, that's what they were trying to do, grow revenue, get closer to my customers and become more agile and more digital. And without exception, the people that responded said, Our event programs are helping us do this. 89% said our event programs are core to our strategic path to growth next year. Wow. 75% said they were, they were, they were key to our customer experience initiatives. And one of the things that snuck up on us was 81% said that our events are going to help us accelerate digital transformation. So Alyssa, all those years that you and I spent on the other end of a virtual event, that started to get baked into people's DNA and how they want to experience events.
1: Interesting. This reminds me of a campaign that you and I worked on together where events are business critical, right? Like that's it's proof that events matter. We missed them during the pandemic or certainly like the I would say the the diverse portfolio of events in person being part of that portfolio matters and was missing as a result of the pandemic. So coming back to this landscape where all options are viable was was clearly important Per the survey results, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it 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 had changed a bit because virtual and hybrid were now there in the toolkit. They were fundamentally more digital. Everybody kind of saw them that way. There was a great there was a great finding that seventy seven percent of respondents said that their attendees were expecting much more digital features, even at their in person events. So all those virtual experiences we had with with video and with interactivity and with on demand afterwards. All those things came into our expectation set of what an event should look like and feel like, even if that event is entirely in person.
1: Was there any discussion in the survey or, I guess, uh, insights gleaned from the survey about how businesses are quantifying some of those those insights through a more digitized channel, if you will? Was there any discussion around that?
0: There was some good stuff and some uh, and some stuff that's just such a head scratcher still. So there was widespread acknowledgement that the that the digital part of the events much more measurable, right? It's interesting as those events became more digital. I'm not talking about a virtual event. I'm talking about even the digital components of an in-person event, right? Spread acknowledgement that this, this is measurable, right? This, all this, it gives us all this reach. It gives us all this data on our attendees. But unfortunately, the industry still really struggles. Alyssa, and I think you and I have seen this for five years. The industry still really struggles with how to capture all of it and aggregate it all. That's been a bugaboo on the event space now for, well, as long as I've been at Cvent.
1: I know that, but where I sit and, and the function of the organization at Cvent has a lot to do with the enterprise space and different teams that are coming together. Was there any discussion around team structure, organization, digital teams becoming a little bit more interested or curious about what's going on and what has historically been a more analog channel, right, the events? just to help with that quantification at all.
0: Yes. Yeah. The, the survey certainly pointed out that events were much more of a team sport now. Actually, one of the questions that was asked is who is now more involved now than they used to be? And, and what we saw, we saw a couple of key functions that came to the floor of that. The first was sales. This is a great channel for me to get back in front of my customers and prospects in a deeply engaging way. Customer experience and client success was a function that has that is now much more involved. And the third was kind of branded corporate marketing. So I think the 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 lesson that that showed me as I as I looked at all of it is okay, it's we got we got a lot more stakeholders in the game now. And so we probably got to be a lot more deliberate about how we define what we're trying to get out of each of these things and make sure all these folks have a seat at the table and are inputting the requirements inside into the event in the first place.
1: Yeah, I think it just shows the vastness of event objectives, essentially, sales and lead generation being obviously one of those. But the CS component is an interesting um, insight there because I think oftentimes, certainly when I was in C in marketing, we we talked a lot about lead generation because it's directly tied to to revenue and pipeline and things like that. But there are these other softer things like the customer experience, right, that isn't always so easily quantified. And certainly that might be the reason why it is harder to prove impact sometimes, but that there's investment or there's interest from these other parties um, because they do understand the value of the event experience to that customer, the customer profile, understanding the customer more deeply. So very interesting that there are new Stakeholders that are intrigued by the power of events um, outside of the meetings and events team,
0: and, and I think maybe just to just to underscore that we have to remember the macroeconomic environment we're in. Right, all of us are protect our base, and so a customer, customer, client success, customer experience function really valuing events for building brand loyalty, retention, product adoption. I, I think as I looked at the data, and that may have been one of the, the catalysts for having customer experience and client success folks so vested now in, what does that event look like and what, it, what its outcome should be?
1: So interesting. All right, let's talk about kind of this technology boom that's gone on over the last few years. I know we've seen our landscape of, of competitors just explode over the last couple of years. How are event leaders thinking about this? How are they navigating that that sea of tons of vendors, providers, partners, if you will?
0: They all seem to have a similar journey. It, w- it was interesting. We, I guess we all got to get in the Wayback Machine and go into March of 2020 and figure it out that, okay, every event we have has to be rethought and it's got to be entirely virtual. And so I think all of us can be forgiven, to listen that we went out and we pulled whatever off the shelf that we could. Just to get through it, right? And and certainly the data that that we got back in research bore that out. Everybody went and went the point solution route. I think well over forty percent of respondents said we served our needs through that time with three to twenty different pieces of technology. So it again, it was a land grab, and it was. It, I mean, God God bless them. It was just whatever whatever we could get our hands on to work. Been very interesting to see though how that's changed.
1: How have you seen it change or how what came out in the survey finding?
0: So what, what, what the survey said, survey said then, was that at, coming out of that, and this was a factor of compressed budgets, need for ROI, smaller and more agile teams, everybody needed to get that same amount of work done more efficiently. And there was a big push towards consolidation. And I think those many of our many of our listeners today are probably seeing that play out in their organizations today. And Event Tech was no different. So there is a, there is a broad shift in the market to we got to take all this stuff and put it into one place for efficiency reason, an engagement reason, and an ROI reason. And so I think in that same in that same study, Alyssa, while eighty two percent of people were right on point solutions. Something like 76% said they deliberately needed to get it all back together again.
1: Interesting. So, that could, we could see that as a major priority, not just for the 2023 planning year, but maybe even into the future as well. We know how long it can take to not only connect all these pieces together, but then de- disconnect all of these pieces once they've been put in place, right? Yeah, And, and that remind, reminds me of another episode that we did a few months ago. It was with, I think he, he's no longer there, but former head of marketing operations at AWS, Daryl Alfonso episode that we did, which was uh, more is not better per se. So really thinking strategically about how you're investing in those technologies and allowing them to play critical roles within your event tech stack or within your holistic marketing tech stack and not just buying just to buy to serve an immediate pain point not something for the year but thinking long term about that technology investment strategy i just recommend that as an as accompanying episode to this conversation because it, it's a proof point from the the marketing technology buyer side as well
0: it, that's really interesting to use that term long term because that's what we're seeing in this study that's what we're seeing in a lot of the analysts that'll cover the space is is people are now out of they got out of have to and they're now interested in what is my long-term event strategy what is the long-term technology foundation that needs to be built to serve in-person hybrid virtual and, and do all of this stuff in a pretty agile efficient manner
1: all right so let's shift to you know making some of this actionable for programs i think we've been doing a pretty good job along the way here but were there any key recommendations that came out of this study you might just kind of must Dues as a result of these findings.
0: Yeah. So, what? A couple things kind of came came to the floor here. The first is around this consolidation reason, and, and I think a couple things are at work there. Alyssa. I think one is just the efficiency moniker. I think the other one is look, we're all going to see our customers and prospects in all of our event types over. Here, right. If you were my prospect or customer, you're probably going to come to an in-person event probably going to show up at a virtual event, they show up at a hybrid event. And right. there's this, there's this sense that we need, we need a source of technology that's going to be able to deliver you a consistent branded experience, understand who you are, keep that buyer's journey going in a way that's probably just not, not as efficient in a disjointed tech stacks or by a bunch of point solutions. So I think that was one. The other one is this event data. And quality and analytics is a primary requirement. I, I, I love it that you had somebody from Marketing Ops on, on a previous podcast. Because where we see this really be successful is when planning teams are sitting down with marketing teams a few months before the event even starts and figuring out what, what you lead need from this event. What data should we capture for this event? Because that lets technology listen for and capture what's important. And so that was another, that was another finding. There there are a couple more I can point to. One was if you're going to see your customers in all kinds of events, virtual, hybrid, in person, go find people with expertise in all of them. One, one trick ponies are going to be tough here because you're probably just going to end up with siloed tech and siloed data and, and underpowering the execution effort. One of those event types, unless you've got somebody who understands all of them. And then the last one was I think they were reading the market. ROI is on everybody's mind. It's the macro environment we're in. It's the macro environment we're probably going to be in for a while. And I think it is a list of the other side of that data equation. These events can be can be significant part of marketing program budgets. And it's like any other investment, it got to show return.
1: Certainly not cheap to produce, but pay dividends when when quantified and when you can actually prove their impact. So it's becoming a priority to really effectively and accurately measure that impact.
0: Yeah, and and the data is the key there. But there is, a, and we've seen this for we've seen this for years in studies like this. But it, there was an explanation this year, I think, probably mm-hmm. driven by the need for all of us to be more efficient, the need for all of us to show proofs of impact with spend.
1: Well, thanks, Mike. Always a pleasure talking to you about what's going on in the market with events, what's going on in marketing at all. So I really, really appreciate this conversation and having you on the Great Events podcast today. I love it.
0: Thanks for having me on and looking forward to the next time.
1: All right, listeners, so thank you as well for joining us. As always, send us a message on the link in or send us a note at GreatEvents at cvent.com if you have any additional things to share with us, thoughts about our conversation today or ways that we can take some of these insights and make them even more actionable. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Great Events. We'll see you next time.